0: Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I woke up with a bunch of shit on my mind. I'm breaking the curses through the verses for a sick design. The times wilder than they ever been. Bubbling in the salt like a turpin laughing to aspire through the heavy ones. The beast roll up, they got no chances on advancing. When my beast roll up, we keep it cooking like
1: rotisserie. The mystery on how to navigate through it all. We're stepping smarter than we bother with the breaks in the fall. So whether burning hot for summer or we'll be mad in the cold, I call a Rob the MC so we can stroll down the rabbit hole, down a rabbit hole, down a rabbit, rabbit hole. Rob the MC cold, let's hit the rabbit hole, down the rabbit hole.
2: Hey everybody! Welcome back to another episode of the Down the Rabbit Hole Podcast, the most exclusive XJW uh, bullshit. Shit. But anyway, um, <laughs> I got a return guest, a person that I've grown to be very fond of um, in a 2020 millennial way, um, Kenan Jerome Floyd. Everybody, welcome back in. Yes, yeah, boy.
1: What's
2: up, what's up Alright, yeah We're not gonna <laughs> What's cracking man You know it's getting close to the um The Charlie Brown holiday time man How you feel about that
1: You know this is the time Where I listen to that song From uh, from the Charlie Brown Christmas That one
2: Yeah, yeah that one Love yes, that uh, fucking song it, Yeah, I love the song
1: too Especially when it gets cold It warms my heart a little bit So it kinda helps me Yeah it kind of helps me uh, uh, It kind of helps me out You know what I'm saying? It helps me get through trying times the, the tradition started when I lived in New York Really? When I lived in New York City I would walk to work And walk to the train station Stuff out in the cold And I would put my headphones in And it would be nothing but It would be nothing but Charlie Brown's Christmas Are you serious? Yeah, nothing but Charlie Brown's Christmas in my In my ear
2: that must have been magical in New York, bro, because the beautiful lights and, and the beautiful, just the people and seeing the different folks and stuff like that.
1: Oh yeah, uh, Christmas in New York is the best. Wow. Like, I I it usually starts right after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. with all the lights and the cold weather and stuff, and then you you go down, you go into Manhattan to see the capitalism. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like you're like oh yeah you're like you're like. Billions and billions of money.
2: Yeah. You're seeing uh, where all the corporate bailout money is going. <laughs> yeah, it
1: goes into that big ass tree that they put in front of Rockefeller Center.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and for a lot of our audience who may not know and who are still being uh, becoming aware of what the Down the Rabbit Hole podcast is and us talking about our experiences as being former Jehovah's Witnesses, you know, we didn't, me and you didn't grow up celebrating Christmas at all, man. So, you know, for like just like you said, for me, that Charlie Brown Christmas music, it really almost makes me want to cry, bro. Every time I hear it, just the tone and the sound, it's something special and magical when you get an opportunity to really, really appreciate what it means. Like for me, Christmas and holidays, that has nothing to do with the capitalism aspect, but it has more so to do with just the feeling and the energy. I do believe there's a such thing as a Christmas spirit. Do you? Would you agree with the holiday spirit as well?
1: It's, ter- it's certainly something. Yeah. Um, because I don't necessarily, um, I don't necessarily celebrate Christmas per se. Because you know, um, I don't have anyone to celebrate it with right now. Mm-hmm. But I really do. It is something where you do see the light And you and mixed with the cold, mixed with. You know, mixed with the the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is going to be my well, no, I this is my second year experiencing uh, Christmas in LA. Oh wow! And, and recently, recently, you know, it, it's gotten colder out here. So recently, I think it's a it's a mixture of the cold, it's a mixture of the atmosphere, where it's like, yeah, I can, you know, I, I'm starting to feel, I'm starting to feel the spirit a little bit.
2: Oh wow! So do, would you think? So do you feel as special in in Los Angeles versus New York, or is it because of the cold? Really, you think the cold kind of seals the deal?
1: Yeah, I think New York wins as far as Christmas is concerned.
2: Yeah, yeah. Christmas
1: spirit, New York wins.
2: Okay, so you do see a lot of Christmas headlights, um, all the fake boobs that are walking around. So it's probably got a lot of ornaments on display. Um, you know, plastic ornaments. <laughs>
1: Oh, well, that's year-round.
2: <laughs> I would assume that the cleavage in Los Angeles is the most uh, cleavage per square mile, or uh, fake tits per square mile in the entire United States. Is that true? Would you say that? Would you agree to that?
1: I don't know. I think Florida. I think I think it's a competition with Florida and Texas. Oh, there's
2: okay. A lot
1: of, there's a lot of people with uh, fake breasts. I uh, I went out with a girl who had fake breasts. And, I mean, I guess each fake breasts is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not all fake breasts are equal, I suppose. Right? <laughs> I went out with a girl; her fake breasts were rock hard. It wasn't fun. Really? <laughs> like I, I gave, I gave her a hug goodbye, and it was like
2: <laughs> like a bulletproof vest. <laughs> it
1: was like, it was like bulletproof vest wrapped around two rocks, like it was. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> So she had D level points, porn star tits, huh?
1: Like if we were falling off of a building, mm-hmm. I would uh, use her as a uh, as one of those uh, buoyancy things when we hit the ground, and she would be okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've had an experience with a woman. She was she had to be close to pushing sixty. I'm not going to tell you if she was sixty or not, but she was definitely a. Um, I think she was a a Karen possibly, and um, she was definitely- Was she white? Yeah, she was of the vanilla quality, Um, and she loved Fox News, and uh, I definitely had a feeling but
1: the feel also, also loved black
2: guys. yeah 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 so she had a face of a 60 year old but the tits of like a 20 year old it was very confusing but for me being freshly out of the religion I was a part of the cult uh, Jehovah's Witnesses I was just happy to get any pussy whatsoever so uh, you know me and my young uh, you know black uh, stallion uh, energy at the tender age of 26 um, I was enjoying myself with the um, you know the geriatric uh, tit lady and we just had a great time Woo. they were nice nothing like a set of uh, uh, you know tits on a 60 year old that i can get a young uh sexually deprived uh you know male really up and going
1: <laughs> I, I will i will say this you definitely sound like you're a jehovah yeah <laughs> all of those all of those words you use to say fuck was just it's like you have to understand you have to understand that the manipulation of the predication of the inspiration for me to, uh, for me to get the masturbation <laughs> out of my mind, so I can have the ability to conjugate with the loins of the woman. I'm like, what the fuck?
2: Stop, bro. I just, I really just wanted <laughs> to cream pie, bro. But she was like, you're 60. You're not gonna get pregnant. She would not let me hit it raw, bro. I was so mad. I'm like, you ain't got nothing to lose yeah, at 60. Why,
1: why do, why do extra have a witness man? have an obsession with cream pieing woman. I don't I never
2: got that. <laughs> you never wanted to Oreo cookie somebody, man?
1: No, I do. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't really understand. Like that's like my fascination. Yeah, it's literally my, my favorite porn category has, to watch. Has, has always been a cream cream pie. Yeah. I don't know if you said
2: Explain to your audience What a cream pie is Oh yeah So cream pie is um, Something that's very
0: If you do that You might need some
2: plan B um, But uh, it's You it's, might yeah <laughs> Depending on the age It's like You know But cream pie basically is If you look it up on Urban Dictionary Which I will While I'm talking to you on the phone So let's do that Urban Dictionary always has the best Um the best definitions of, of things So let's see what Urban Dictionary has to say about this So we're going to go to cream pie And this is not your grandfather's uh, cream pie No, 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 folks um, Let's go to Urban Dictionary The foremost Okay, so um, I'm just looking at the one that has the highest votes Let's see Oh, 6,000 okay so let's just use one of the it says a verb that describes the act of condomless unprotected sex and ejaculating inside of a vagina or anus the act of not pulling the penis out of the vagina or anus and ejaculating inside so here is a quote from the big knucklehead um from 2015 it says i love my new girlfriend she's so hot and sexual forget oral sex or kissing for her her biggest turn on is the cream pie that i am more than obliged to give her (laughs) her. <laughs> so um, yeah, cream pie, man, it's, um, you know, you know, 50 cents said, have a baby by me. Who the fuck cares? I write the check before the baby's born. Who the fuck cares? I want to have that type of money. I just want to be cream pie left and right and still not be um, still having a financial means to su- succeed in life. That is a goal. Okay,
1: so- that sounds irresponsible for no reason, but I,
2: sure. We're all going to die. I'm a, I am a, um, you know, that's how I look at the world. That's my philosophy.
1: <laughs> so, um, well, I just know never to, I just know never to, uh, never the. Do anything, but it's important
2: with you, just in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone, everyone's getting pink eye or, or, or something. It's just everybody getting it. It just I don't care the camera. You know, just whatever's in the way, anything with a with a with a, with a you know a vessel that can be filled up, it's gonna get filled up. But uh, anyway, besides the obsession with cream pie, getting back into the holidays, man. um is there any, like, really weird holiday jobs that you've had, you know, growing up? Like, for me, I used to work at uh, a, a convenience store. I'm not going to say the convenience store name, so people don't try to Google where I worked at before. But um, they would always play these specific holiday songs. So if you work retail, we all know, like, specific songs. Did you work ever have a job where they had played, like, incessant holiday music?
1: Um, I worked at Staples once. Okay. Oof. Um, I mean, Christmas, I mean, no one's getting pencils for Christmas, but... <laughs> so I mean, it was it was whatever. I mean, they played Christmas music, and I really think I, I think Christmas music is why I first started hearing um, like the the Charlie Brown Christmas. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I was like, yeah, I can, uh, you know, I can, um, you know. Um, I can really I can really get into I can really get into this Charlie Brown Christmas this Snoopy right here. You know what I'm saying? hmm Snoopy. Do,
2: boom 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 yes. boom boom. Mm-hmm. Um
1: But um sorry I'm sorry for work real quick. It's okay. Um,
2: More multitasking mm-hmm.
1: the, the biggest the biggest uh holiday for Naples is back to school. So <laughs> that that was the toughest time. For oh. no one to get off.
2: Did you have a tough time keeping R. Kelly from um, trying to get his discounts when he when he came in during that time of the year?
1: <laughs> no, never never had R. Kelly ever, uh, Never had R. Kelly.
2: He'd be trying. To pre- he, I would assume he would try to perform To back to school concerts. He'd be like, "Yeah, I can do them for free." Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he, he's like back to school. <laughs>
2: Boop, boop, boop. He literally got the Pop Piper mask on And the kids he's like he's got like pencils He's like the Pied Piper mask <laughs> And he's giving out like number like two he's, pencils
1: He's like don't stand in the flat <laughs> No he would give out He would give out number one pencil
0: Okay
1: <laughs> 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 Yeah Yeah because He pisses that <laughs> He, he pisses
2: off people. <laughs> the audience is really appreciating that. <laughs> no, the
1: fake, the fake
2: studio audience. Because I don't know how to change the buttons on my machine at all, so I just got hit when I got the stock stuff in the buttons. <laughs> I'm trying to make it more interactive. This motherfucker it, is the most it, basic it, podcast ever. <laughs> the 1950s... The 1950s uh... <laughs> oh yeah, 1950 But you know what? The worst thing about 1950s they had like they, like uh, what, what I love Lucy. They would have like a domestic violence scene. He's like I'll slap you, Lucy. Oh shit! Damn, you gonna I'm gonna damn you gonna give a black guy a shit. This is 1950s audience. <laughs> I'm gonna slap the shit. I'm gonna slap the shit out of you, Lucy. <laughs> This audience is terrible, man. This 1950 audience, they they need, I I think they would be, this uh, yeah, I don't know how they would work out with a 1920s audience if they could sit them side by side on like a Jerry Springer Springer special and they could just see who'd be triggered first with whatever. The 1920s,
1: the 1920s audience is like, we're gonna burn down these niggers out.
2: Good job, Tethro. <laughs> That's exactly what we're going to do. And they'd be like, what is a, what is a LGBT? What's the?" <laughs> so yeah, an LGBT? Is that a new type of sandwich? Exactly. And be like, no, no, it's not. Hey, it's... where's
1: my Where's my, last? Where's
2: yeah. my laughter? I mean, I'm going to say it
1: again
2: and I want
1: my laughter. Exactly, exactly. Hey, what's, a, what's an LGBT? Is that a
2: type
1: of sandwich? <laughs> where's where's the laughter? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to say, I'm trying to help out
2: help out yeah so so yeah <laughs> but yeah man it's uh so so staples okay cool um yeah i worked at you know certain convenience stores and I've also, I had spent a lot of time working in the mall. Whenever you leave a religion and you don't have any college degree, you pretty much end up working at the mall. So that's kind of how that works. Um, so I worked at the mall for like 10 years. <laughs> and I would love the time. I actually, no matter, I would hate the mall anytime but Christmas. It was a great time. Everyone was happy. Godiva chocolate would, would smell so great. I would go over to the stores. I couldn't afford their luxury clothes. And I would just, you know, I would go to, you know, Starbucks and post up at, you know, my little Starbucks, you know, like, you know, your little Starbucks, um, cup and you act like you all that because you got your Starbucks cup and it's like you keep the same cup for the whole day you know that's how you flex them all um <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah man awesome that's awesome so yeah but um as we get through the holiday time how do you feel about all these Joe Biden and freaking Kamala Harris things man I think people are doing a little bit too much of the celebrating yet because Georgia you know Georgia's doing a recount you know that right who? Georgia's going to be doing a uh, recount did you know that
1: oh yeah I uh, I seen that they gotta do
2: a recount 4 million, million by one hand bro by one yeah and I bet you there'll be more black and brown people counting them damn things so it's like reverse slavery it's like you know what We you can't have you pick cotton but you're gonna recount these goddamn votes <laughs> yeah oh. it's absolutely terrible but I mean even if um, even, uh, apparently other states aren't gonna recount so even if Donald Trump won Georgia he still would lose anyway so I just think people need to stop being trying to make Joe Biden into a. Literally, they're trying to make him into a light-skinned Obama. It's like, dude, he's not progressive. He's a centrist. He is not, <laughs> you know. But hey, he's well, better than Trump. A, so
1: the thing that I'm worried about, the thing that I'm worried about when it comes to uh, when it comes to Joe Biden, is not really his politics, mm-hmm. but mostly the movies that are going to come out while he's uh, while he's in in office. Because you know, like every president. Hollywood tries to keep up with the times that are trendy. Mm-hmm. Right? So what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen is that is that you know when Bush was in office, it was very like gung ho war movie stuff, where where it's like you know Black Hawk Down, American Sniper, Band of Brothers. You know, you know Bush things that Bush did. It was like Tower Heights and it down the house, bringing down the house and shit like that. Um, you know, things that Bush did in his administration. You know what I mean? And then you had Obama and it was like you know, it was like Black Panther and Selma and Get Out, like pro black stuff. And then in Trump you had movies like uh you had movies like uh Bombshell mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where it's about Fox News and sexual assault, mm-hmm, the Rabbit, a movie about Nazis, and uh Black Klansmen, a movie about Kanye West, you know what I mean? So I mean it was a lot of stuff that's going on like during the administration. So what I'm afraid of is that with Biden in office, I think Biden really thinks he's that old white dude that gets along with black people.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think Hollywood's going to start making; they're going to start remaking those movies. You know, where white people go to the hood. Yeah, they, they're going they to put Steve Carell in there. <laughs> they learn how to dance, and they learn how to dance and, and save the let save black people from the hood yeah they like save black people from themselves Mm -hmm. you know yeah they come and they're like they're like yo they're like yo Jamal you need to learn how to use those legs for more than uh catching footballs and running from the cops Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) yeah Jamal yeah and then and then um you know it's yeah it's gonna be Steve Carell and they're gonna put probably I would assume they'll probably try to uh You know, um, they'll try to get, like, uh, Cranston in there. I think he's too much of a a good actor to, you know, Brian Cranston. They'll try to get someone that's, like, a lovable. Maybe Bob Saget will do something. You know, it'll be a coming-of-age story somehow. They'll figure out some cool generic way of, of, you know, white savior complex. But, yeah, I'm I'm fearful of that, too. I'm trying not to rain on people's parades. So, hey, give him a chance. Let him see what he can do. I just need that stimulus. I need my stimulus. I need to be stimulated by that stimulus, you know.
1: <laughs> i mean i all i'm just waiting i'm just waiting for some money and stuff coming from my business and not gonna change people yeah. people are literally flipping people are literally allowing the they're allowing what's going on in the government to ruin their lives exactly and it's one of the weird things where what what i' done what i've done recently is um what i said recently. Is I've thought out the importance of protecting my peace. Mm-hmm. You have to protect your peace if you're trying to, if you're trying to be a better person.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it it really means that you have to shut things off. It really means that you have to block things out. So I've said to myself, I said, okay, well I voted. You know I've done my part. So I'm going to block out everything about the elections. I'm not going to look into it. I'm not going to argue with anybody. I'm not going to talk to anybody. I'm just gonna. It is what it is.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah, I've had so, way too many needless arguments about like what is the Democratic Party really is. You know, I, I yeah, you're right. It's a lot of needless arguments.
1: Yeah, I don't because it because I don't really care. Yeah. I don't really care, to be honest with you. Yeah. And and what what's going on now, especially with COVID, is that a lot of people are getting more depressed. A lot of people are suffering from anxiety. There's a lot of people committing suicide. And like I like I've had friends that suffer from that.
2: Oh wow, yeah.
1: And it's one of those things where it's where you just say, you know what, it's time to just it's time to just shut it out. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. It's time. It's only time to to shut it out so that you can protect your mental health because that's initially what we're what we're dealing with.
2: Very true. And Very I, true. And, I,
1: and and it gets down to a point where we have to start admitting that some of it is avoidable. Yeah. We, we're allowing the media to manipulate our emotions and it's turning us into crazy people.
2: Exactly. It very, very much so. It's a lot of, it's a lot of, it's a manufactured stress, manufactured tension. If you, if, and then I heard someone say this, if we just turned off the news and we just tried to meet people and talk to them and make, and just make friends with people and without the media, I think the world would be so much better. And and there's a book yeah. called The Culture of Fear where, you know, they overemphasize certain crime things and they overemphasize certain things. in it, it helps sell products, whether that's the the security industrial complex. Everyone has to have a ring doorbell nail, it helps sell ring doorbells or it helps sell more weapons and guns like in Georgia, which is crazy. Um, as soon as the election started, the funny thing is they, uh, you know, certain people had appointments for, you know, all the way out until January. Now they're letting people just get. You can go the same day to the to the, the weapons, get your weapons permit the same day. You can just walk in. And I think it's really odd that you can get your weapons right around the, that they're literally waving certain things right around election time so that you can get your guns easier in Georgia, which is crazy right around with all that. Everyone upset and angry and stuff. I think it's, it's weird. It's weird energy, bro.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm.
2: Oh no. Go ahead. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But um as we continue to go down further down the rabbit hole in this episode, man, um, we and me and you before we got um on the air, we were talking about some of our crazy stories about um field service. And for people this time of year especially back when before COVID, um, they'll be very annoyed about people knocking on your doors during the holidays. And for me, um, just a quick thing for people that don't know what, how Jehovah Witnesses operate inside, we have this thing called field service, and you've seen us knock on doors on Saturdays. Um, and you've seen us at like bus stops. You've seen us at shopping centers, stalking you and trying to get you to, um, you know, get some glossy magazines of high quality and, uh, convert you over. <laughs> and, um, and, and I wondered, I know a lot of you guys wonder how do we organize it? How do we do it? You know, and you know, that's a certain structure we have, but especially during the holiday times, um it can be extra annoying, so we wanted to talk about that as a special holiday-themed episode as we get closer to, um, you know, Indigenous People's Day, and I think that already happened, and I'm um, getting closer to, you know, Turkey Day, I don't call it um, Thanksgiving, because that's a lie, too, but I'm um, in closer to mm-hmm. Christmas, and um, Keenan has some interesting stories, and I have some, too, as well, so, you know, for me, when I was a Jehovah's Witness, I hated knocking on doors on the, on the during holiday time, because I felt like such an asshole, I was like, dude, you know, people... I'm trying to force, I'm trying not force, but I'm trying to convince you that my way of thinking is right. I'm knocking on your door Saturday morning at like 10 a.m. on Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, while your kids are off, you're off, you're enjoying your festive festivities. And I'm kind of trying to impart, you know, force my, my or convince you what my opinion is correct about, you know, your holidays. And um, I always felt like a piece of shit uh, <laughs> that I was forced to do it because like certain days I just felt like just cave okay, people don't want to if people want to celebrate, let them celebrate because most Jehovah's Witnesses don't celebrate Christmas. Um, for our audience that doesn't know about that We don't celebrate Christmas We don't celebrate holidays traditionally We we frown upon that We think of them as pagan, so to speak Which it is um, The historical element of Christmas But, you know if There's something about having family together And the festiveness of it That's nothing wrong with that um, You have any funny stories about um, Doing holiday uh, witnessing, so to speak Trying to convert people over? Um,
1: I think I, I think, I, I don't know if they want you to suffer in during field service or not, but it seems like they do, because I remember specifically every time it was like Thanksgiving or Christmas or something like that, it was very specifically, oh, this is a time where we need to go out because everyone's home. Mm-hmm. And like in, my, in your head, you're like, yeah, that's <laughs> the reason to stay home, because that's the only time that people get a chance to be home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I remember, I remember when I was a kid. Um, um we, we we there was a particular uh, Thanksgiving. I mean, it was a Christmas, Christmas, Christmas Day.
0: Oh we, wow! We
1: went out on Christmas Day. They were always want want us to go out on Christmas Day. Oh. and it's when everyone's home. It's when everyone you know at it's when everyone's, everyone's from schools at home, everyone's home from work, just spending time with their family. Um, and it's there's, and they have family visiting from out of town. It's the one time that they're able to get together during the year. It's the one time they're able to relax if they, if they haven't been able to relax before. So it's like, why the fuck would they want to talk to me? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a child. Yeah. Like, what, like, why what am I going to, And plus, we don't be handed out. Oh, Hey, family is important type shit. It'd be, it'd be like the magazine. That's like It's the Christmas. Like the The 10, the 10 reasons why Christmas is the most pagan holiday ever.
2: Oh yeah. It literally would say that it would be like you, literally you know the I mean? most divisive is, watchtower. You have to give someone on Christmas. Is,
1: is Christmas, is Christmas a true holiday? Yeah, or right. does, did Jesus want us to celebrate Christmas?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it's just like if you go, it, it's just like if you go up to, to someone in a in a, a, a Big Mac and you say, "You know, beef causes colon cancer." Like it's, <laughs> it's there's a time and place for everything. There's a time and place. Don't go up there and cut Christmas out their hands.
2: Exactly, A kid, the kid. You literally, the kids are wrapping up the gifts, right? And you open the door, drop those fucking pagan gifts, you fucking, uh, you, you, you Babylonians.
1: You think Santa brought those gifts? You little
2: shit. I <laughs> like you take their Christmas cake and you like put you like my germs and you just put your thumb right inside the the Christmas. Uh,
1: <laughs> the I don't, I don't think. I don't. It shows how much you and I don't know about Christmas. I don't think there's a Christmas cake. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think it's a fruit cake, bro. I think it is, dog.
1: I mean, there's fruitcake that nobody eats on Christmas. Well,
2: maybe they might be happy that you put your germs They'd be like, "Hey, we we, we can for your watch time, We'll give you nope. some fruit cake."
1: Nobody likes fruit cake.
2: No, I've tried it once. It's the literally, it's the worst thing. It's candy corn is better than fruit cake. I will say, and um, um
1: they're both pretty awful.
2: Nah, I think fruit, I think candy corn gets a bad rap, but it's okay. I'll let you live. I'm not gonna get into why, it.
1: Why? Why do you think candy corn gets a bad rap?
2: First of all, people that don't like. Okay, first of all, when people say it tastes weird, it's wax corn, okay? So know what you're expecting, okay? Um it doesn't taste awful uh, like a like oh black Oh boy,
1: oh boy. Black corn? That's a delicious. It doesn't taste
2: it's not black licorice, bro. It's it's it got a fl- it's got at least it has a fl- first of all, it has a flavor, it has a taste to it. And it doesn't taste bad in my personal opinion. It's just a texture. I think it's hard for people to get over the texture. I think a lot of people have had um Candy corn that's stale. I think there's a pandemic in America of stale candy corn, and I think if people had the opportunity to enjoy fresh candy corn I th- with the right texture, I think they they, they come around. I, th- I mean, I think you eat it. Yeah, that's my opinion. You know what?
1: Candy's nasty. You know that candy that comes in that big bag for old people, the, the strawberry candy. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. The strawberry wrapper. On I it? love that one. Uh, that shit makes my ass <laughs> it. Uh, You don't like the strawberry candy, bro? No, no. That's like a. It gives me heartburn.
2: I think they go back from slavery. I think they're like an heirloom handed down from slavery, from when Harriet Tubman, you know, Underground Railroad. I think she would drop those inside the underground Underground Railroad, and then the slaves, the freed slaves, would follow the trail of the um, strawberry candies. And our grandparents and our great grandparents would have them, and they would just pass them down. And so, by the time we got them, you know, the flavor would be weird. I I I would say they taste very weird. Yeah.
1: That's the reason I throw them up, because they're
2: so old. <laughs> you know what's really bad about them, though, when you chew them? Like that really weird gushiness in the middle. Ugh. Yeah, fuck that
1: candy.
2: <laughs> but yeah, but get back to the field service thing. Yeah, man, I always felt really bad about that, dude. Because it's like you said, it's a time and a place for everything. People don't have, like, especially the way people are so much more busier now than they were a long time ago the you know father he working 70 hours a week and mom's working kids stressed and they get to finally hang out and be around each other and just and just be frivolous just do nothing and just enjoy each other's can you know time and then you're there like you said at your you know me I'm like 12 years old trying to talk to him about um what was the original date of, you know, arguing with someone about the original, if, if if Jesus was literally born in, in 1920, you know, in December 21st. And it's like, the person doesn't give a fuck. They want to, they want their, their six and seven year olds to wake up, get some toys, get off their ass. And they want to have a good time. And then they want to go back to work and be miserable for the rest of the year. It's literally for a lot of people. It's, it's almost like mental health for a lot of people. It's like a, something that they look forward to winding down. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I remember I, uh, we visited someone that was like having a really good sex session, I guess, because the guy, because the guy came, came to the door and um, I think I was with my mom, like, like, and she was like, is Susie, I don't know where they was. is, is Susie home? Mm-hmm. And, and like the dude was like, uh, 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 she sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing. She's like, i put her to sleep. the thing I ever seen Cause he was like uh, 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 yeah She's sweet <laughs> And then And then she came out And she was like You know Wearing like One of her shirts Or whatever And she's like Oh
2: She literally she was said like,
1: that uh, She's like Oh <laughs> I gotta See these motherfuckers
2: Oh yeah Oh yeah Some people And the funny thing About being a Jehovah's Witness Is like We get when people Don't really want to talk to us But they don't know How to say no like I'm not interested anymore And it's like They're nice No things. we don't
1: We don't even want to talk to them That's the thing It's yeah. like Why are we doing all this shit
2: Exactly I just wanted I really wanted to say, say Tell them like Hey guys I'll drop my watchtower right now If you let me celebrate Christmas With you guys right now Like I literally Will drop my watchtowers right now <laughs> Yeah
1: but They don't want, they don't want you in, your house, in their house Period Exactly That's- That's
2: weird. And you know, the worst part Kenan about it was uh, for me when I, when I was a Jehovah's witness, uh, the main part of my life, I was a Jehovah's witness out in the suburbs in a really affluent area. So you got this poor, lower income black kid living in public housing. I'm living, I'm knocking on these really affluent white neighborhoods, houses, and they got all every like beautiful trees, beautiful houses, everything's beautiful inside. And I'm trying to convince them not to celebrate. I'm like, I'm broke as shit. I'm like, man, I really want to celebrate that. You know, it's so fucked up. And when you really, when I sit back and think about like the experience of doing that in the really affluent area, and not being able to, not be able even afford those things. Like, man, that must be really fun, you know? Yeah, it's crazy, man. But yeah, man, that's that's you know, I'm so happy now. I, I get to my my boy uh, just literally moved back to to the A, so we're gonna hang out and have a try to try to get some friends together um, for Christmas and stuff. So maybe one of these times, man, when you get a chance to come on the, on the East Coast, when you man, you come down and we'll get you some nice some of that nice fruit cake, bro. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll, (laughs) I'll, uh, I'll throw that, uh, I'll throw that fruitcake out the window, but I will, uh, I will enjoy myself. Yeah. It'd be nice to spend. I've never spent, um, I've never, uh, spent any time in Atlanta during the holiday.
2: Man, it's awesome. I just love people in the South are really, really family oriented. It's dope, man. So, but yeah, guys, this episode, man, I I, um, I just wanted to bring him back because Keenan is so funny. He's so accomplished. Um, he's done so many things. He's performed it. Have you performed at Caroline's, right? Yeah. He's performed at the world-famous Caroline's in New York. Did you, have you done? You've gone Gotham as well. Am I correct? Yeah. So, yeah, he's, he, he's done so many wonderful things. I'm going to put his info in the... Um, in the box for the podcast so you guys can look at his information and check out his links is, um, tell us about some of the, the creative avenues before we finish up this, uh, this episode, what are some of the things we're working on that people should, uh, keep in touch with?
1: Well, um, definitely follow me on my Twitter and on my Instagram, Keenan J Floyd, K E N A N J to the F L O Y D as in pink. But, um, I'm, I'm working on a few stories. I'm working on a few scripts. We got, uh, we got, we hopefully have some big projects that are going to start taking off in 2021. Um, I'm starting my own uh, company that's going to encompass an animation studio, a visual effects studio, as well as uh, physical production. We're going to be working on projects for television, um, yeah, virtual reality, digital content for the internet, and also feature films. So it's, it's an exciting time to be creative. COVID has definitely given me a chance to really uh, stretch my creative muscle. Um, And it's all, you know, my issue is I just have to stay focused on like one or two things. (laughs) But my mind is always going. So we'll, you know, we'll figure it out.
2: Oh definitely man and, yeah. and we've already had Some conversations Off the air We're going to make Some things happen And I want You know People of color We got to realize We build and control Our own dynasties We control our own narrative And with Kenan's idea And what he's going to do and, it's, and, and I look forward to it Coming to fruition And, and being a part of his team Is we're going to make Some interesting con- um, content That is lacking in the market Black people are not a monolith And uh, when you see shows Like Lovecraft And you see shows like Woke it's And, and, and then the new seasons Of Atlanta Supposed to be coming out Next year as well It's a perfect time for for us to really redefine um, you know what black being black in America and different stories and stuff that need to be told and I think Keenan is really tying into that which is really important especially in the sci-fi world as well so we appreciate you guys for coming back on another episode of Down the Rabbit Hole Podcast and um, Keenan's going to be a, a, a consistent uh, contributor he just brings a wealth of knowledge and he's, he's actually funny so, so please forgive me no, I appreciate I, that. Yeah, on, on previous episodes. I'm working on my skills. I'm very dry humor, almost as dry as that 60 year old's pussy. Um, when I pulled down her panties, but anyway, um, I just, I definitely need counseling, but anyway, guys, I will talk to you soon. I uh, look forward to the next episode. Peace. Peace.